sound good listen to this there we go we're rolling yeah we sound good we sound good hold, hold on let me get some headphones just in case okay grab some headphones in the meantime i'll just make with the banter yo it's good it's good this is good we're moving on up baby moving on up pretty soon we're gonna have our own studio you know we're gonna be like you know somewhere in uh in burbank you know nestled nicely between uh cbs and uh abc <laughs> like burbank fuck burbank dude california sucks uh, I, I i love california i love all the people in california i love everyone i've ever met in california california is a beautiful state however burbank sucks <laughs> so i'm in towns like that in my life let me tell you got your headphones on i got my headphones on sir how you hear me you hear me check one check one two levels are hot Ooh. It's a beautiful thing. It's like it's like we're professionals. Mm -hmm. I'm semi-professional at whatever I do. I get like halfway there, and I'm like, eh, you know, good enough. Definitely. Mm. How you been? How you doing? Maintain it, man. How you been? How you been? Fucking exhausted. I'm still sore. Doing that walk, man. Oh my mm -hmm. god. We did like six and a half miles with me with like seventy-five pounds of amplification on either side of me. Yeah, that sounds. That's. Uh... What is that box you were carrying? It's, that, like... it's a little Black Star amp. I blacked it out because fuck Black Star. I mean, I love Black Star products. In fact, I am happy to endorse Black Star going forward. So all my Korg people, if you want to throw me a throw me a bone, you know, send me some free shit. I'm completely about it. I will rep Black Star forever. Inappropriate plug. <laughs> and listen, this 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 performance has been brought to you by Korg Instruments. Um. Or what are they now? I think they changed their name. They've got some whole new thing. Everything's a conglomerate of a conglomerate now, right? So Definitely. That's where it goes. That's how it goes right now. You know? Korg owns Marshall. Korg owns, uh, oh, what the fuck? That other drum company? You know the one. Um, all of them. All of them. Exactly. They're all one big company. But, um, but yeah, man, I was just hauling that box around. And um, I've been telling everybody since then, I'm like, yo, if you go to a rally, if you go to a march, if you go to a protest, if you go to a public gathering, and there's someone playing a keytar wirelessly. Mm -hmm. I am owed royalties because that was entirely that I shit that out for John and like a all up. It's all up to you, yeah, man. I mean, Friday, my day was spent uh, wandering aimlessly through the city, trying to find all the pieces and parts that I was going to need to make that thing happen. And you uh, pulled it off. You pulled it off. I mean, you've always you've always been that guy, you know, that make make shit come together. I mean, I think I think we. We've uh, grown and learned to do that over many, many years. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you don't start doing it. This is the thing that I always tell everybody. I'm like, you know, you don't get good by just showing up one time. Like, nope, it, nope, it's nope. an effort. It's a process. Like, no one is an expert on anything. And the, best way, and the best way to always get an opportunity to make shit work when, when, shit, when, your, shit's back, when your back's against the wall, basically. Oh. That's when... That's when when you excel. Yeah, man. It's the only way you're going to know, too, like what you're made of. Like, you know, put yourself out there. You know, I tell, uh, I had an opportunity to kind of sort of mentor this kid for a hot second. And the first thing I told oh him, my God. yo, just. That went well. <laughs> well, once the restraining order relaxes, we'll be able to get back at it. But that kid is, that kid is going to be messed up for the rest of his life. I'm <laughs> pray for him. You know what? You know what? To, to my credit, 
that kid was like, wow, this is so helpful. And the first piece of advice I gave him was just like, say yes to everything. Just say yes to everything. Like, because, <laughs> hey, do you know how to do this? Go that's, ahead, of course. That's the, that's the David Patterson Creed. I'm not sure if you know that. Exactly. Yep. Yep. You want to get someplace, you got to actually like try to get there. It doesn't just fucking happen. But mm-hmm. yeah, man. But yeah, I'm still sore. I like I slept all day yesterday. I was just shot. And then today I got up. I'm like, oh man, it still hurts. It still hurts, but feels good. That's what she said. Oh, I wish. I wish there was a she that would say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, we're relaxing things. I mean, today's day one of phase one, right here in the city. Phase one, making, making. Making the comeback, as they say, you know, slowly but surely. As you're seeing, too, stuff starting to creep back up. So I think um, Mm -hmm. not too far away from, you know, at least resembling what we looked like before all this shit went down. I'm I'm hoping hoping that when things come back, we can start doing some more more stuff together out of your your outlet. That'll be helpful. (laughs) Well, you're trying that today. I don't know. You know, it's like everything. It's like mm-hmm. you quote shit out all the time. Like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I got you handled. But then it all goes away. Yeah, yeah. I know how it goes. I mean, also. I'm putting, I'm putting it together. Of my boss, but he's a big dreamer. Like, he conceptualizes all sorts of, like, intense. Yeah. I, could put, I could put together the entire package. That's not a problem. I already have, I already have like, an idea of what I'm going to need to make it come together. And I have pretty much all the, all the moving parts to make it happen. Got you. Cool. Cool, cool, good, man. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for doing that. Um, but in other news, man, um, I mean, things are calming down. Like the people are walking out of the, on the streets and not breaking windows and taking shit. So- it, it, it was, I mean, you revel, revelry and, 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 and rioting could only go on for so long, you know what I'm saying? Even, even, pe- people get tired of that too. I'm not <laughs> sure if you know that. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I mean, I'm amazed at the bravery of people to even be willing to like take on that kind of reckless behavior no matter what the state of the world is one because i don't know i've had broken glass in my foot relatively recently so the thought you know you know what it feels like yeah the thoughts of lots of piles of broken glass strewn about on the sidewalk that i'm walking through gives me an intense amount of anxiety so at least they got that going for them insert and and this is where i insert a little credit here broken glass everywhere to start rapping you know <laughs> and that guy was not he was so he was like lodged firmly between 1968 and today he did a he was like the the gap he was like that that middle moment he's like half the way there between yes, sir. Yes, sir. he was just keeping us keeping us informed um so good for him but yeah man but i mean we'll see i mean I am not particularly um, uh, optimistic because we still have a long way to go before November hits. Mm-hmm. And I think that this guy's just going to keep stirring the pot like he's doing. Like he's, that's, what, that's, his, that's his job. That's what he does. He's good at that. When, when he recirculated that Candace, was it Candace Thomas? Like the right wing? Ken, yeah, yeah. That crazy trick. Oh, my God. Like, talk about, like, picking a bad moment. <laughs> Like my friend the other day was saying that like Gen Z's, like all these kids that are coming up that are doing the protesting and the rioting and the looting, Mm -hmm. um, she's like, they think everyone is tone deaf. Like they fucking hate you because you have no idea. And I'm like, yeah, but I also felt that way when I was 20, you know? (laughs) Realized really quickly, I'm like, I'm a dumb motherfucker. I know very little about anything. 
And now being twice that age, I'm like, God damn, I don't know really anything about anything. <laughs> you've, you've actually perfected it now. You've perfected it. You turn it sort of into an art that you kind of adapt, yeah. um, sort of fall into the way. But, um, but yeah, listening to them talk, they're just like, everyone's tone deaf. You know, nobody knows what's going on. But I'm like, that is like the quintessential tone deaf moment. It's mm-hmm. like everyone across the country is protesting over like, you know, the, the intense amount of racial bias, especially in law enforcement. And he's like, yeah, this guy was a bad dude to begin with. You know, he's a really bad guy. You know, nobody, nobody liked this guy. <sighs> yeah, but nobody wasn't saying anything before. Yeah. Yeah, man. Although uh, the NAACP um, legal, I, she was on 60 Minutes. I don't know what her exact title I watched that. I watched that. You know, you know I, keep, I keep myself informed. I was watching it. Yeah. A dude right there. Um, she had that great point where she's like, if this had not been videotaped, like this just would have been another instance of just disappeared, just yeah. disappeared because there's a lot of them that have not been videotaped. And there's a lot of them that, that went by and people didn't pay it any attention because you see what they do is try to equate whatever the person did in the past or what they were doing at the present time. This is the reason why they got killed, you know? Yeah, and like that's not how karma works, people. That's <laughs> just you, you're this completely wrong. Like, yes, yeah. I mean, no matter how you want to slice it, like, yeah, there are bad people in the world, and good people do dumb things. Good people mm-hmm. do bad things. Bad people do good things now and then, unless you're the fucking president. Because God help us, what the fuck? Oh my God, I can't, it's reckless. I can't help but laugh every time they recirculate the video of him trying to figure out how to hold the Bible properly. <laughs> That that was that was that was like so painful. Oh my god! But then I had my, I think I had my Django moment when I saw what the mayor of of DC painted on the street. Oh yes, <laughs> that was that was my Django moment right there. Of like, she just gave me, she just gave me pause. Oh my god! You know? Yeah, yeah. While they were painting, while they were painting that, I. I purposely pictured her riding on a horse, riding up to the candy estate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Can you, I mean, the, the fact that he's barricaded himself in, like there are um, uh, law enforcement operatives that are not identifiable walking the streets of DC. Yeah. That's really? fine. It's, it's, it's sc- the scary part about it is because a lot of them might not even be law enforcement guys because remember they have a very deep tie with the, with the militias and, and, and those black ops type operations, those private, private corporations that do that stuff. Keep that in mind. Oh, of course. Yeah, like, uh, like the attempted coup down in Venezuela that went by because Corona. Remember, we were talking about that for a while. Uh-huh. We haven't spoken about that in weeks. They were waiting for them. Yeah, I could, you could pretty much know that they were waiting for them. Oh, that video you see where they're just like, yeah, yeah, we we know who this is. Yeah, this, <laughs> we know we know where they came from. We we as these people. And you know, you know who was one of the uh, one of the people who was involved in that whole that whole shebang bang is uh, the uh, education secretary's brother. You know that, right? Oh no, I did not know that. He runs a firm that does that kind of black op stuff. That's what he does. Of course, he does. <laughs> Are you talking DeVos? That f- her, her brother, her brother, yeah, yeah. And then, like, that's, that's, uh, yeah, direct relation to, uh, yep, that's her brother. She's the fucking worst. You know, it's, nah, she, she, she's not the worst. Who you think's the worst? the worst? I mean, obviously, she's the, not the worst. worst but. I'm, I'm taking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Ben Carson for 400, Alex. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you see? Did you see him yesterday on uh, on 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 Jake Tapper? Oh man, I saw nothing yesterday. I, oh my god! Every once in a while, I dial up something on Netflix and then go right the fuck back to sleep. I was so shocked. He made a statement yesterday. It just. I don't even know how to put it together in words, but basically he was saying, I'm not understanding why people think that what the president said is so, or what the president does is so hateful. I'm not sure why. <laughs> we'll draw you a picture, you fucking genius. Here, hold still. Let's go get the chalkboard, shall we? Oh my God. I mean. He just, he, he just, brought, he just brought out the Samuel L. Jackson in, in, in the jangle right there at that moment. There it is. Yep, yep, yep. Only that guy lacks any testicular fortitude whatsoever. That guy, again, he has absolutely no knowledge of anything, and somehow he's a brain surgeon. So, yeah, I'll get it. I'm still trying to figure out who the people are that let that guy operate. I'm just, I'm trying to get names. I want to know if that was made up. Well, you know, I mean, when, when cronyism is uh, the, the name of the game, at least, then you're going to surround yourself with anybody who just tells you what you want to hear and what you already think. And oh, wait, here, let me see this. Let me see this. Sentity, you can see. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> he's housing and urban development. He's oh a my God. And he's of a minority. You know, he's a black man in America. And he's a minority in that whole organization that says anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got the job, I think, because, you know, it was easy. It was like, he'll do it. You know, and I think that's the, um, the vetting process with any of these people. Because you see so many of them, like, turn down the, uh, the post. You know, they get nominated, and then they go to Congress, and they start getting asked questions, and then they all quit. They, say, they run away. They run away. Harder than it would be. But, yeah, man. I mean, he's con- going to continue to align all of his forces to continue to consolidate power, to continue to do the things that he's doing, like all the strongman tactics, like that, that chick from the NAACP was saying. She's dead on. She's like, he's a strongman. He's just trying to appear like a strongman because he's weak and he, he's, he's very, very uh, sensitive and he's overwhelmingly egotistical. Mm-hmm. And all of that comes out of some inadequacy somewhere. He's sensitive. Aw, aw. Aw, you okay, buddy? You okay? What are you want a lollipop? Would you press the button and get yourself another diet coke? Uh, no, press it two times. Press it two times. You deserve two. Not there. Yeah, but this defunding of police forces. Ah, uh, what do you think about this? I don't think it's the. I answer. can I can tell you, it's not a solution. Basically, I mean, I can understand where they're going. Defunding is not the word that I would go with. Honestly. I would and 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 they're gonna and they're gonna and they're gonna pine on that because they said the funding. That's the first thing they started saying. Yeah. What they should say is restructure. You understand? Yeah. Re- redirect because you see the Blasio and them. They smart. They ain't saying the funding. They saying oh we we redirecting funds. Yeah. Because you know there's there's a lot of just like they said. I said, what are you gonna do with three? Your door coming in coming to steal your, your, your PlayStation 4, you know? Who, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? You can't call the Space Force because, you know, that's not going to work. They're not even really a thing yet. They're still working. You know, you know? so, I mean, the funding, the funding is, 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 I mean, even though that's basically what you're doing, right. it's something that they should restructure in a sense because it, it's, it, like you said, it's, everything has to be, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. 
Of course. Yeah. That's yeah. how you say it. Because details, man. In plain in plain plain knowledge and and full disclosure, when people said defunding the police is a bad thing. I mean, when you take into consideration that they've been defunding education for, for, for years. Oh yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Thank and you know purely for profit. Sorry. Good. And and it's and it's basically basically the same reason that we in the position we are now because they've been defunding education. So people aren't as 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 in depth as they should be because they didn't get the education. Of course. But they made sure that the people who are standing over you with the stick has all the tools and all the requirements that, that they have to keep standing over you with that stick. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And so much of police quote unquote education, speaking of which, when at least as I understand it, which is a layperson's understanding of everything, as we've already discussed, um, they are trained um more in hand to hand combat than they are in um the psychology of 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 a of like a an inflated moment, like the psychology of aggression, of human aggression and things like that. They are given very, very few tools to work with on the mental side of things, but several tools to work with on the physical side of things. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And they and they and they tend to gravitate towards those a lot more and they will use those a lot more. It's because true. if you could look at the history, you understand? How many how many times have you seen the police force or whoever just try to de-escalate a situation with regards to a mentally ill person or somebody who's might be not right in the head and with some stuff and all of that, they don't really go the extra mile. They make sure that they tase you, they shoot you, yeah. or, they, or, or they choke the hell out of you. you know? The sidewalk, yep, that's their solution. Um, yeah, and the scary part is if you defund them, they don't get better. <laughs> you know, like, no, they won't, they won't, they won't. A lack of logic in that in that that argument. I mean, I understand the frustrations. I understand. I mean, there's another there's another way that it can, it can be approached as well. <laughs> but I mean, even with some defunding, they need more oversight. Yeah. And because of the police unions and the and the rules that they have in place, yeah. There's no real oversight to it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's simple things like like when you're watching some of those prime time shows where you see like they have like people come in like like uh, uh, on, on a committee from the civilian review board type stuff and they they actually have a lot of input in what takes place in, in disciplinary action and all that kind of stuff that's stuff that they should really be looking at that shit shouldn't just be on tv yeah. you know what I'm saying? we shouldn't see al sharpton every time there's a tragedy we should see al sharpton every al al is al is gonna make sure he gets a check player i'm not sure if you're aware of that i mean i, I mean Kudos to Al. Al's going to get a check when it's time to get a check. You know what, though? I would sooner see Al Sharpton get a big fat check than Ben Carson get any. <laughs> with it. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm good with it. It's, it's fine by me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he does intend to heal the divisions in this country. But I'm not sure if you know. I mean, there could come a time that, that Ben Carson might be the only person to operate on you to save your brain. <laughs> well, then I'm afraid it was nice knowing you. <laughs> I was just about to say, you're going to put that in the crib notes. Do not let Ben Carson operate on me. <laughs> my, my last will and testament. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. He'll be digging around in there going, what's this thing do? Hey, what, what is this thing? Does, do we need two of these? <laughs> <laughs> there's like one half and then there's the other half. Do we really need? Let's take this half away and see what happens. 
Um, never has anyone spoken more like Mr. Burns that is a black man. Let's just be honest. With <laughs> the hands together, the tapping of the fingertips together. Like, I'm a big, big, I didn't really realize this about myself until the current administration, but like, I'm big on body language. Like, it really, really affects me how people, you know, sort of like communicate with their hands and mm-hmm. that they look and with the emphasis they put on certain things and the way that their body reacts to it. And goddamn, between Carson and Trump, I'm like, God, just stop it. Just stand still. <laughs> like, just stop moving around so much. Jesus, put your goddamn hands down. What are you doing? Bernie was pretty bad at it. Bernie had his finger in the air pointing every single syllable he had to say all the time. And I'm like, does someone teach these guys, train them to actually do all this gesticulating? Because they look stupid. And they look they look kind of ignorant in the process. Like it looks it looks like someone who's not composed enough to actually they have, they have perfected that, I could tell you that for sure. I don't know if it's I can't imagine Trump got trained in anything. I think he just immediately reacts to whatever he's trained. Doing. Unless you get unless that unless that comes in a Diet Coke can or a KFC box, he has means of feeding that shit. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. You gotta catch him on uh, Cinco de Mayo and then when he's eating his fucking tacos. <laughs> so taco, yeah. taco bowl. Taco is, bowl. Because he loves the Mexicans. <laughs> I don't know why it is when he says something like that immediately. I'm just like, oh, fucking shut up. God damn it. Here we go again. Damn it. But I don't know. I mean, I figured like the solution to everything is not to give more money. Like it's not to continually invest more and more and more. But like, I don't know, healthcare, education, law enforcement should be three things that are well-funded at all times. And that's just, that should be a no-brainer to me. But for some reason in America, God bless this country. I love it here. It's great. Full disclosure, I'm a big fan of America, big fan of Americans. Big fan, big fan. Fan, big fan, number one fan. Um, <laughs> but the three things that get skipped over immediately all the time are those three things. It's like, well, you know, you should be able to figure it out. For you. Like DeVos, just like everything's for profit. Like we need to make education profitable. I'm like, that's not what education does. That's not what education is for. That's not how you run an education system properly like you you fund it properly to educate children so that they do better in the world but for some reason rich white people hate that concept they don't mm-hmm. like that that poor children should have the same opportunities that their kids do and that's it's a big 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 sticking point for them so they it always needs to be a division yeah of course yep you got to keep it with the has and the have nots because when the have nots become the haves and how much is there to go around still? And they get worried about their their share, which is already like a large portion of the pie. But it's it's scary, but that's just the way that's the rest the way that a lot of people's minds work, you know. I mean, you gotta it in, in any in, in any instance, back on the whole education part of it, I mean, when they want you to be a school teacher, you understand? Know yeah. Now they want you to have degrees and this and that. To be a cop, all you got to be able to do is stand upright, <laughs> stand upright, and put three syllables together. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, if and personally, I think they they shake a a, a Sprite or a Coca Cola, mm-hmm. shake it up, and put it in front of you, and watch to see what you do. <laughs> if you if you op- if you open it, you can't be a cop. <laughs> You know, if you don't open it, Set if it. you don't open it, what would you do? You on to the next, you on to the next phase. Right. You understand? Yeah. That's as much as the mental. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but that's just the way I feel. You know, I mean, this is my personal opinion. You know, I mean, I check you real quick though. Hands where I can. 
Okay, <laughs> six syllables, not three. It's six, <laughs> and you're good. Um, man, yeah, I, I imagine that. And Bill Maher was saying this the other night. And again, okay, here's where I draw the line. I do not like Bill Maher. I fucking hate that guy. He's <laughs> wildly misogynistic. He's extremely, extremely egotistical. He's very self-assured. He doesn't let people. He doesn't let women, especially, speak on his show. He he will talk over a woman every chance he gets. But if you have like Michael Moore on or like, you know, someone of any like sort of statute, then um, then he'll let them go for as long as they want. Mm. Um, and he's got a lot of ill-founded opinions. I kind of agree with him a little bit on the religious thing, but I'm like, yeah, man, that's a conversation for another time. Like it's like it's like with a lot of things and a lot of people, man. You gotta you gotta you gotta weigh their good with their bad. You know what I'm saying? To be he might he might he mightn't be the he mightn't be the best person he mightn't be the best person to bring across certain points. Right. But there's other instances where he really goes at who he needs to go at yeah. because he's that guy, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, it's, and it's it's like it's like that quote from our, our good uh, our good friend, you know what I'm saying? Our good our great comedian friend, you know, he says everybody wants you to be honest until you're honest with them, then you're the asshole. <laughs> you know? Yep, the great, yep. the the great institution of George Carlin, you know. I mean, he is he is he's a scholar, you know. God, yeah. He's telling yeah. people that every day. Yeah, yeah. You can go back. Speaking of which, go back 30, 40 years, and you can still see in his uh, in his comedy the message that still pertains to today. I mean, there are everything, everything. So many ways in which things that have been being, you know, it's been said again and again and again, and yet you can't stop saying it because the minute you stop communicating that message it becomes blurred, it melts into the background, and then everyone goes back to the status quo. So it's, it's amazing, I mean, to have watched things over the course of our lifetimes just continue, like history just keep repeating itself, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. But what I was gonna say about Bill is that he, um, he was saying how uh, many of these police officers have been um, like, like vetted from a psychological, like psychological standpoint, there we go. Mm -hmm. How many of them have been asked, like how much of high school did you spend stuffed in a locker? Like have a vendetta against the world. That's a great, that's a great analogy right there because that's exactly who they have running law enforcement, basically. Yeah. A bunch of guys that got beat up. Yep. And I mean, the entrance, I don't know if it's still um, true today, but the entrance uh, salary for a New York City police officer, I think was like, this is, mm, I'm going to skew the numbers here, but this is going back maybe six or eight years. It was $27,000 a year. Mm -hmm. You can't live off of that in New York City. So in, a, in addition to having like a low standard of living, you're also commuting into work every day. Then you're also going through neighborhoods you're not familiar with, which I think is one of the biggest things. Like you can't drop a kid from like Hopog or fucking Ronkonkoma into, into like the South Bronx and expect him to thrive in that environment. It's just, it's, it's too socially disparate. Like there are too many things that are different about the way he was brought up to the way that thing, uh, things are coming up in the South mm -hmm. Bronx or, or anywhere, Staten Island, wherever you put them. It's a different, it's a totally different neighborhood. It's a totally different thing. And even Eminem said it. And I know people rip on Eminem a lot and I like him, but even he said like, why are you putting cops in neighborhoods where they, they're not from and they don't understand like what life is like there. So mm -hmm. of course they're going to overreact to situations because they're not they're actually not trained and they're also just not mentally or physically or emotionally capable of handling that situation. Most, 
you know, well-adjusted individuals, well, like people who come from great backgrounds or people who have even come from neighborhoods that are similar. Still, it's different now than maybe it was then. There are so many parallels that you can draw. But at the same time, it's like you can't, you can't expect things to go a certain way without enough of a, um, uh, a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a lead up, like the mm-hmm. process, the experience. The, but like so quick, it's like snap, 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 snap. Let's just get this done. Hey, we need more cops. Hire a bunch more cops. Okay, they were good. You know, it's all like, you know, hands wiped. We're good. But you see the, you see the, the, the long and short and the up and down of that. Excuse me. Hold on one second. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, the up and down of that is the mere fact that on an average, you will get more people from Hopog or, 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 from, or from Long Island or, or anywhere else who would want to be cops rather than the guys who live in Queens and the Harlem and the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But they got to find a way to acclimate these guys into it mm-hmm. because if they leave it the way it is, it's going to stay the way it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I am concerned with, I mean, hopefully this happens on uh, local levels. And I mean, that's what I forget his name, but I watched another thing with the guy, one of the leading um, uh, activists in black lives matter. And I can't remember his name, but he's a pretty, he's, he's quite an articulate speaker. And he was just saying like, these are all, this all has to happen on a, on a local level. So hey, it's got to start there. It's got to start there. Yeah. And it has to spread out that way. So it doesn't, <sighs> doesn't matter what the idiot president says. It doesn't really matter what the governors say. Like it's more a question of like our local leaders willing to take some sort of initiative here, but then like, you know, it all comes down to money. Like, what can you budget? What can you afford? Can you afford to take, <sighs> educate, you know, policemen to be policemen and women to be, um, you know, maybe a little more socially conscious in their efforts. Or do you want to just give them like jujitsu training and keep it moving? Like, that's ultimately the question. Like, which which one begets which which would work is 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 not even not even that in a sense because there's a lot of guys in the hood who who never went to who, who never went to karate class, but they could whoop your ass <laughs> who wouldn't come in a fight. You understand? It's true. And as you said, it, it starts at the local level where they have to try to like acclimate these guys and educate them a little bit more with the they work in. Yeah. But also another another factor that I think and I've seen is that the period of time that they allow some of these public officials to be in office for, hmm. it's creating problems for themselves. Of course. It's creating problems. I mean you got a guy who's been in in thing for thirty something years you know that guy's doing some favors. Come on. Absolutely, yeah. He's doing I mean, a lot of favors. And and and, and not, I'm not saying all the favors that he's doing is bad. I, I'm not saying all the favors he's doing is good either. Yeah. You know what I'm it's, it's basic human nature. For a while, there's a level of entitlement that will creep into any situation. You will always end up with people who, the longer that they are in a position, the, the more, more corrupt they can become. Yeah, and the more likely they manage of it in a way that they see as not being harmful. Because they'll think, well, but I've been here this whole time. I've been doing this job. You I've know, been working for the people. In their own eyes. And so the more great things they do, the more they feel entitled to the position. And also, it's incentivized, right? You have a system where it, you are incentivized to try to become a judge. It's almost like being a teacher. Like, you're incentivized to get tenure 
at a school of some some you know of whatever faculty mm-hmm. you're, you're it's incentivized all of it like pensions benefits salaries all of these things are set up so that you get into a position and you hold on to it like grim death until you die because or until you retire because it's the most beneficial for you and it's yeah. political offices too like if you get elected enough times like you get a pension for life which is incredible like even if you leave the job they still keep funding your pension which yep. is, it's crazy and i mean they did that with teachers unions and they came after that they came after that money in a hurry as soon as everyone figured out hey we don't have enough money we're not getting enough money well who's getting all the money teachers like that's mm-hmm. true <laughs> like like that's a fair assessment i was reading i was reading an article the other day uh-huh. and the it, the basic premise of the article was this they said if when cops do abuse people and they have lawsuits and they lose and and they have to pay out money and stuff yeah they said if that money had to come from the cops pension or from the policeman's association fund and all that all that stuff yeah see how how quickly that dies from doing reckless shit yeah i mean you know? yeah the Existence of unions is a, a very, very effective tool to accomplish things like, well, I mean, all the things that unions do. We don't need to talk about that. But <laughs> I was like, wait, why am I doing a deep dive into unions right now? Yeah, yeah. If, 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 my, if my old man heard this conversation, he would like this whole place on fire because he's, he's a diehard union man. You know oh, man? listen, <clears throat> I'm for it. I'm always in favor of the existence of unions versus the lack of existence. Me too, me too. But I mean, like I said, Eddie... Anything, anything that gives you any inkling or any semblance of power over somebody else, yeah, it makes you corruptible. Absolutely. Well, it, any any level of authority that is uh, is established without a predisposed uh, relationship, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this is what so many people's frustrations are. Um, you run into a cop in any given cir- uh, circumstance or situation, and that person treats you like shit. And you're like, wait, I haven't done anything. E- even if you've done something, they treat you like shit. You're like, fine, I did this thing, but I still don't deserve to get treated like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, proponent of that. I'm like, you do, you definitely do unto others. I was one of my, um, what, like one of my mantras still. Like I take that out of the fucking Bible and I hold on to it because mm-hmm. – exactly what should happen i don't know you i don't know your experience i don't know your life when people are shitty to me more often than not i'm just like eh, must be having a bad day um and i don't yeah. put that and cop give them, give them the benefit of the doubt as a sense in a sense <clears throat> yeah absolutely and i mean i've i remember one uh kind of like a couple of years ago now i guess right when they started to dismantle stop and frisk uh i was coming up out of the subway one day like right here by times square and uh, there were two cops just standing at the top of the stairs, and this uh, young gentleman came flying up the stairs and just got into it with them. They weren't doing; they were just standing there, and he went at them so sideways. For, <laughs> I'm I'm down the block, and I can still hear him cussing them out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they didn't do like they haven't done anything, you know. But just the presence of of two police officers made him so incensed. That he blew up at them and, and, and chastised them and goaded them and tried to egg them on, like, and was just endlessly going at them. 
And I'm like, yeah, like nobody wants to be treated like that. That's not. He's got, that. he's, got he's got, he's got some, he's got some other stuff going on for sure. That, that we could be sure of. Dude had some things. And just like you said, he probably been somewhere before or had some interactions with the cops and they, it was really shitty. So he's holding that, that over every cop's head that he, 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 he comes into. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah. And, and again, like I can't, Okay, so yeah, your white cop from the suburbs is not going to understand that that man's life. Where I hope he won't. He won't. I won't. I can't. I admit it readily. I'm like I'm an ignorant fucking white guy. What? <laughs> you know. Um, but I do know that the basic human decency is really a thing, and it can be accomplished several ways. But the most effective way is just to live it every day. Like yeah. you know, I was out at those protests because John needed me, but. I'm not regularly going to protest one because I still think coronavirus is a real thing. Because yeah. <laughs> I said to a friend, a friend of mine saw that CNN footage with me. Mm-hmm. Said, "Man, I'm really proud of you for having that left hand up in the air." I said, "Oh man, I was just batting the coronavirus away." <laughs> get, get out of here! Get out of here! Um, but uh, but no, for real, it's it's the kind of thing that like I'd rather just live it every day, and I think that you know it's kind of an appropriation of the the thinking of like you know you think globally but you act locally. Um, and so I'm not, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not predisposed to be an addict to people because I can't, I can't just naturally adopt that. That's just not me in my natural state. I also mm-hmm. have bad days like everybody else does. And so I'm not always going to operate perfectly, but you know, when you look at, um, all of the cases against like the Minneapolis PD, um, there's a huge pandemic on that front. There's for some reason there are cities that just have inherently corrupt police forces. And that just happened to be one of them. And that shit blew right over. And and now look at it. Like we're living through like a second generation of civil rights. I mean, but but they should have already seen that heading down that road because the guy who was the uh the guy who was the chief of police there. Yeah. You know, he sued the he sued the department for, for racial discrimination. You know that, right? Wow. <laughs> Wow. He sued the department for racial discrimination. Yeah, I was, you know, and I hate to do this because I don't, I, I, I again, like, I don't like being this world weary. I don't like being this cynical. But when mm-hmm. I saw that he was, a, you know, a man of color, so to speak, mm-hmm. part of me went, uh-huh. Okay. So... They're going to put that whole thing on him. They're going to put that whole thing on him. How did you get there? You know, like, um, and that's only because I'm like, well, you know... A lot of cities are full of a lot of, of people of authority who are not of color, who mm. are doing this as, it's like Ben Carson being HUD. It's like, hey, pick a black guy. Just put the black mm-hmm. in charge of that. That's, that not, not just that. Even if they're not in charge of it, when the shit hits the fan, yeah. they're usually the guys that get put out front to deal with it. Trust me. I, I, I've, learned that, I've learned that the hard way, working where we work just for some time. <laughs> Man, it's so true. There's so much truth to that. It's uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh man, uh, I've learned that the hard way. You know, generic definition hilarious. Not like oh, that's so funny. It's like holy fuck, that's a real thing. Wow. Just let just let Rick talk to him. Everything will be all right. <laughs> he speaks their language. <laughs> man, I mean, there's there, yeah, there's so much to take away from that. And I mean. I, I get it on a certain level too. Like I remember when I first moved to the city too, when I was living in, in uh, well, I was first in Harlem and then over in East Harlem mm-hmm. and it could get a little interesting. 
you know, like walking from the subway to home, you know, middle of the day, middle of the night, it didn't really matter. People mm -hmm. would be like, hey, white boy, what are you doing in our neighborhood? People will try you, people will try you. If, you, allow, if, 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 you, if, if, if they try you and they see you flinch, they'll keep trying you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And soon after that, it was not, uh, it was not to that extent. Soon after that, it was more like, there goes that guy again. Yo, what's going on? I'm like, hey guys. You know, that's what it became after a while. It sort of became an, uh, like normalized, I guess. Basically, you have you have just evolved and you have embedded yourself into the community. Yeah, part of Well, that's the thing. I'm not an active member of any of that because I don't, honestly, I don't think that I have all of the answers. What a concept. Like that, you don't know everything. So, you know, like I said, living it every day, I don't think is, is a bad example to set. Like, just don't go out in the world and be an asshole because you need to assert yourself. It's not necessary. Like, you will continue to exist regardless of what. Like, nothing, nothing that you do on, a, on any sort level of a grand scale on your, by your own standards is going to make a huge impact right away. You can, you can live it by supporting the people around you who are doing the right things. And sometimes that's just existing. Like, I do get... Um, I do think people should vote, but don't un don't vote if you're uneducated. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't just vote. Don't just vote because everybody else says that's who they voting for. You need to figure out. You need to figure out why you voting for this person and what makes this person the person for you to support. And there are so many nuances to that. And and of course, like you can build up or tear down anyone as much as you want as well, but there are still going to be nuances. The one exception to the rule, I think, has been right now. I think that there is nothing to be gained by having the leadership that is in the White House right now. There's literally no good byproduct of him being there, <laughs> which is fascinating. Like, there's usually something. Like, I know we've talked to, like, going back in time and coloring George W. Bush as being, like, an exceptional president by um, association. And I'm like, nope, nope, don't do that. That's nope, mm -hmm. nope, 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 nope. That's nope, nope, protracted wars, um, all sorts of government corruption, all sorts of kickbacks to corporations that didn't need them or didn't deserve them. Cronyism at its finest. Don't, don't do this. Don't, don't give him credit. Don't give him any sort of accreditation for being a good president. He wasn't. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, well, you can, you know, you can say whatever you want about Biden too. He's, you know, oh my God, he's done all of these atrocities over the course of his career. It's like, yeah, but again, nuances, like look at him, wear, weigh him out, figure out where you belong. But if you don't know, your vote might be harmful. Mm -hmm. So maybe you got to spend a little time in And that's like the tallest order for some reason. So many people are like, ah, they're all corrupt. Ah, they're all, they're all evil. Ah, none of them. Okay, then don't vote. You know, my friend's husband, my friend who's actually a teacher who has, is now, uh, has a graduate's degree to teach dance at public schools. That's how mm -hmm. far she had to go with her own education to get the job she has now. And it's not, she's not br bringing home tons and tons of money, um, but she had to spend a ton of money to get- Just to, just to get the job. The job, right. Her husband, who's uh, you know a little more blue collar than she is, um, has said openly, "Like, I just can't engage in politics. I just, I'm just not interested. I don't." And I'm like, "Well, there's there's something lacking to that mindset." But then at the same time, I'm like, "Well, at least you're honest with yourself about whether or not you can be you can motivate yourself in that way." Mm -hmm. And if you can't, maybe it's not for you. 
And I think about like my ex fiance's parents who have one issue. They are one single issue voters. And I'm like, also extremely harmful. Like, <laughs> yeah, all they care about is can we make abortion illegal again? And that's all, that's the only thing they're interested in. Mm-hmm. If that happened, then they will vote readily for the candidate who is willing to go that extra mile to make that happen every single time. And I'm like, that's so, so, so harmful. Like, you're not helping anything. Like, you are doing more harm than good. And again, that's that's my synopsis in it. And you can say whatever you want. I don't think abortion is a political issue. I think it's a women's rights issue. And mm-hmm. have to leave it there. Um, but And it's also a tech, technical, technical medical breakthrough in a lot of ways. Like, this is a societal changing moment if we have the option to not overpopulate or to bring children into homes that they are not wanted in, which is, I think, even more, or are going to subsequently be put up for adoption. And then, you know, adopted kids turn out great. Like, there's, there are all sorts of statistics. statistics. God, I'm still so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here being like, God damn, my shoulders hurt. Oh, fucking battery pack is so fucking heavy. Um, yeah, like there, there are too many ways in which this can go the wrong direction quickly because you believe that everyone is God's children. And I'm not going to disagree with you about, about that thing, but I am disagree with you about the fact that like the mother of this child who is also God's child does have to have a voice. There you go. And I'm, that's, that's where I start and stop with that. I'm like, put and shut this issue really quickly because I don't think that there should be yet another group of white men telling women what they can and can't do with their bodies. That's fucked up. That is inherently corrupt. And um, they also do not know. It's like, it's like what I say, where I'm like, listen, I don't know what it's like to be a minority. I wake up every day and say, I'm a white man in America. Life doesn't get much better than this. Mm-hmm. But, um, and the same thing goes. I'm like, well, I don't know what it's like to be a woman and to have those be your issues. And also, if you're like a middle-aged white man voting to make abortion illegal, like, is that really the world you want to live in? Like, say your daughter gets knocked up by some asshole one time. It almost was me. It could have been me. I could have knocked up your daughter (laughs) with my baby. Is that really what you wanted? Yeah. Is that- I, think, I think they'll rethink that very quickly then, very I, quickly. I feel like if I introduce that concept to them, then they'll probably be like, oh, fuck, you having a child? Jesus Christ, I don't think so. Not with our daughter. You're not putting your demon seed in our child. <laughs> sure that would have been the reaction. But, but it's Canadian. <laughs> Either he'll be so polite. Um, Man, yeah. yeah. Look. <laughs> Yo, uh, did you see, speaking of Canadians, did you see Trudeau? when he got asked what his opinion of Donald Trump was after the, the Bible incident, the, the church. I didn't. I, well, oh, I'll find it. It was the most pregnant of pauses. Speaking of <laughs> pun intended right now, based on this conversation, but he literally like paused. This guy, what? it's like this calculated, pondered. And then, and then he, he could piss anybody off. <laughs> Was that? I said this guy could piss anybody off. Anybody. He's just. He he literally has no empathy. Like I can't say it enough. Like zero empathy. He doesn't give a shit about anyone who's not him. 
he can't he can't spell empathy either. So I mean, so I mean, are you expecting anything more? I mean, he can't even spell it. But the best part, I hadn't seen it until recently. But one of the um, one of the uh, 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 reporters who was on hand for press for that whole fucking photo shoot said to him. So, Mr. President, is that your Bible? I heard that. I heard that. Well, he said, it's a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's a Bible. Well, I mean, we already know that, buddy. <laughs> Take the time to think about what the appropriate answer was. Like, you were so annoyed that someone asked you a question when all you're trying to do is make a, like, you want to get out of there as fast as possible. You don't want to be doing this. Like, he does. He does. He actually wanted to be doing it. See, I don't... He, actually, he wanted to be doing it, but he wanted to he wanted to find a way to block everybody else out and just have the focus on him. Nothing and nothing, nothing and nobody else mattered at that moment. Oh yeah, just him. Nothing. Well, and that's true to him and all. If he could, if he could hit the mute button on every single reporter or every person who was standing around there, yeah. it would be perfect for him. Yep. Then he'd be happy. He'd be okay after that. But dude, oh, I mean, I don't know. At that point, I'd like, well, everybody's got a right to be fucking upset. Look at this. And, you know, when everybody's turning against him, the one nice thing is there is a, on like a minor groundswell. And we'll see if it keeps going. But like when there are... Doesn't swell enough. I know. But when there are Republican senators, governors, congresspeople who are starting to say, yeah, I don't know if I can support this guy. Like after everything he's done up until now, all fall in line behind him. And like you see, the 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 people you have to fear is not the ones who is not the ones who coming out and saying they can't support him. Yeah. The ones who you have to fear is the silent ones who 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 don't really support him, but they're going to support him anyway because of as they said, how should I put it? It's 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 tribalism. Yeah. This is this is our guy, and if we don't support our guy, we're going to lose. Yeah. You understand? But. They're not taking into consideration that supporting their guy is going to make sure that everybody wins. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. What you know? I, there's no tangible benefit here. Like, I don't see the only really tangible benefit that I saw him provide uh, so far was the, the initial thing that he did that Ivanka was so proud. <sighs> She's like, Well, I'm so proud of my father for, for changing the tax code to make it more fair. I'm like, Bitch, no, he didn't. He changed to make rich people richer. Make rich people richer. Anyone who, anyone who didn't vote for him, he's found a way to get at them. He's found a way to stick it to them because he's a child. He's a servile little child, and everyone should know this by now. If you haven't, you're not paying attention. If you haven't adopted that thought process when it comes to this man, you're not paying attention. And, um, and yeah, and you're exactly right that there is still going to be that level of cronyism. But when he changed the tax code to make it benefit rich people, it was to covet the favor of other billionaires. And the ungrateful ones, he's still going after. The Jeff mm -hmm. Bezos of the world, you know, um, the Mark Cubans of the world. Anyone? He's bitter. He's bitter. He's bitter. He's bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those guys made a list and they were higher on the list than he was. Yeah. Well, they are worth more money than he is. Yes, you know, bankrupt every single thing you touch and become a, you know, a quasi billionaire. Like that's I'm just. Not, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if he knows. I'm not sure if he knows that. Uh, uh, what's this chick's name? Kylie, Kylie Jenner might be worth more than him right now. He might, he might stop lipstick from selling the country. <laughs> he's he's going to unfollow her on Twitter. Yeah, yeah he's going to stop. He's going to stop people from buying lipstick. He's going to outlaw lipstick. Lipstick's going to be the new crack. Oh my God! Yep, yep, yep. 
just say no to hair care products. Mm-hmm. Uh, geez, and also, not for nothing, like I don't pay attention to the, that family at all. Neither, neither do I, as I said, but I mean, it comes across in conversation. When, if you're watching, if you're watching anything, anything media-wise, they come up for whatever reason. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't, I don't understand the fascination personally. Like, yes, I'll, I'll acknowledge that like, you know, Kim and company are attractive women to a certain degree. They're getting a little weird as they get older because they're getting faker and faker and faker. And you can just see it. You can see that, you know. Don't the- worry. Don't worry. In about, in about three years, they're all going to be their dads. <laughs> they're going to look just like Bruce. Because, no, because listen, they, 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 they're going to realize that people pay them no mind no more. Yeah. And they're going to find a way to keep themselves relevant. And they're all going to have like a, a, a chain, a, a, a domino effect uh, uh, section. They're all going to change themselves to guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to stay in you know? My God. Yeah. I mean, that household, I, um, I did the uh, Time 100 the year that uh, Kim and Kanye were like two of the most influential people. And you just knew where she was in the building by like the aura of evil that was sort of like creeping in your direction from her direction. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I was walking through uh, 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 the hallway there, or like the, the foyer rather, um, by Alice Tully at, at uh, Lincoln Center. And I'm walking along and to my left, I could just feel like this dark presence. And like, without even looking, I'm like, yeah, Kim Kardashian's over there. And I turned and looked, I'm like, yep, there she is. That's her, all right. <laughs> and she's so short and she's as wide as she is tall. And it's the weirdest thing. It's just, it's so confusing. And like anytime she went anywhere, like you knew where she was. And, um, you know, Kanye's no better. You know, we all know how I feel about that guy. <laughs> He's got some issues, you know. Being, being really decent at making music does not make you a genius. I'm sorry. It just, it's not, you know, not everything that comes out of your mouth after that, just because you can make music that appeals to people. Mm, that doesn't give you carte blanche to do whatever the fuck you want. It's like voting. It's like you still got to show that you're, you're educated and that you have, you know, at least some level of a political platform or at least some level of a political ideology or even just a reality to what politics are. Like with regard to artists, with regards to artists involved in, in, in social stuff, I'm all for it. But like you said, you got to be educated. You understand? Like, yeah. I, I, would, I would tip my hat any single day to, to kill a mic. Yeah. Oh, I think I love it. You still there? Say that all again. Yeah, I'm here. You hear me? Did you say about Killer Mike? I said Killer Mike is on it. He he is very, very, very astute and educated in any any platform that he's on because he knows he knows what he's getting into and he stands up for what he believes in. Yeah. He's not gonna let anybody dictate how he's supposed to sound and what he's supposed to say. Mm -hmm. He's he's on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's um He's a very compelling voice too, which is nice. You know, I feel that way about Charlemagne. Like when Charlemagne talks, I'm just like, I'm listening because you are saying smart, like well-educated, thoughtful, um, provocative, but also like evocative. Like you're making me feel like I am supposed to agree with you. And I, the more that you um, make the case for your argument, the more I agree with you. So it's- Charlemagne, uh, Charlemagne came from the Wendy Williams school. You've got to always remember, ah. keep that in mind. So he's going to be a shop jock regardless oh he's gonna yeah say some stuff he's he's gonna he's gonna say some stuff that's gonna keep you like whoa did he just say that type stuff yeah because like i said he's from that wendy williams school of 
of of, of shock jockery. You know. Funny. Is she? Did she um get committed yet? Is she in a mental institution yet? Like she should be about. I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, she's been crazy. She's been she's been crazy, but the the mere fact the mere fact that she was probably taking her meds, you know. Yeah. So, well, for a while, her meds were the ones that you bought from a guy in a dark alley somewhere, as I remember. Hey, meds is meds, buddy. <laughs> Allegedly, I mean, I don't, I, I cannot, I can neither ascertain this to be the truth, nor can I deny it. Allegedly, yeah, meds, med, meds is meds, you know. Do you have to say this though? That chick, to her credit, beat me to the punch of spreading the word about one thing that is very, very important. So first of all, when she started filming at home, she was just eating all day, no matter what, mm -hmm. uh, which is hilarious. And then secondly, there was a day that she was eating, I forget what it was. I think it was, I think it was just like chicken, like barbecue chicken wings or something. And mm -hmm. then she said to like, to the camera, she's like, okay, well, here I am at home eating barbecue chicken wings, dipped in maple syrup. And I was like, bitch, no way. <laughs> Fucking she, she stole it. She stole it from you right there, huh? Sauce, mix in maple syrup, and you have the finest garnish for anything. It is the, eat pancakes. I don't care what the fuck you do. Eat waffles, but put hot sauce and maple syrup on it, and you'll thank me later. Because it is like the best combination of of two sauces that one can. I actually, I after our conversation, I actually did that once or twice, and it really works. It really works. I've, I've it it just it is a part. I actually, I actually tried a couple of different variations of it because I've actually used honey. Oh, okay. One point. All right. Honey, honey hot sauce. Hot sauce. It it it's great. It's yeah, great. it works. The that, savory, tangy. That sweet and sweet and spicy. Is, is, is puts it over the edge. That's why it was a purple Doritos for so many years. <laughs> I think I think that I think that was the crack. That was the crack right there. Yeah, I think it kicked it. Yeah, that one certainly uh, opened the floodgates. But I'm telling you, put those two things together, and you will thank me. It's just, it's exactly it. It every single flavor opens up on your tongue. It's there's a party in your mouth, and everybody's invited. There's a party in your mouth, and everybody's invited. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, you know, well, I guess we'll, you know, see what the hell happens from here. I don't know what else we can do. You know, well, I, I mean, they, they lifted the curfew here in the city, which is nice. Did I tell you? I mean, the curfew that nobody was paying attention to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> man, so night one, I think it was, the last Tuesday, I guess. So Monday night was what, curfew of 11 o'clock, and then shit went fucking sideways again. And then Tuesday at like eight o'clock, it was like 8.03 PM, I think on a Tuesday night. And I was like, and I was, I was um, talking to somebody that I think I maybe shouldn't be talking to anymore. But anyway, um, uh, right when I realized what time it was and the fact that I couldn't go back outside, like without being the, the risk of being either a told to go the fuck back home or B, you know, going to prison. Um, I was thinking, you know what? This is fucked up. And I had a minor panic attack. Like there was, there was a moment where I was just like, holy shit, we live in a, live in a world now where like we can't go outside because the like, law enforcement is saying we can't be out there because there are people out there that are like rioting and looting and burning cars and fucking shit up. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is new to me. And I'm not comfortable with it. I'm not, I'm not happy about this. And so, yeah, it was intense. So at least now it's gone. So I can like, you know, I start freaking out or whatever, I'll just take a walk down the block. 
see if all the the luxury car dealerships on the west side of manhattan are still cleared out <laughs> what? Oh, Jeff, i sent you that video of what they didn't want to happen so. oh yes you did yes you did yeah i mean i mean i had my eye on that black maserati with the convertible you know the little coupe oh pff, give me one of those i'll take two please one in black one in red and i'm good but uh but yeah yeah but yeah, but you're the kind of you're the kind of guy that wants to wait outside for somebody to come bring it to you because you you're not breaking through the glass to go get it. <laughs> because because you know what it feels like to have broken glass in your body. <laughs> Man, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up, I think maybe waiting out there like down the block until they start bringing them back, and then like when they're pulling them, pulling them off the off the trailer like off the back of the, the the transport truck, I'll just like sort of sneak in and be like, okay, so where are we parking this one? Okay, great. Thanks, guys. And then, you know, I'll cruise. But, um, but yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid of broken glass. I'm never buying a glass product ever again. <laughs> and I know plastics are bad for the environment, but they're better for this guy. So <laughs> that I have nothing but plastic in this house going forward because fuck that. Yo, I mean, that's what happened to, um, what's her name? Uh, Serena Williams. She got real sick because she got a piece of glass stuck in her foot. Mm. She had some sort of nasty reaction. She couldn't play tennis for a while. So, I mean, if it's hurting Serena, it can't be much better for me. Was it a scotch glass? <laughs> Mine was not a scotch glass. I just to- ask, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. You know, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. I mean, I was so like, because I've been clean for a while. So I was like thinking to myself, would the old Davy have had this happen to him? He wouldn't have. He wouldn't. He hadn't. Although I'll never forget. We, I'm going to say one more story and then I think we, I, I think I got to bounce, but um, I'll never forget for, I think it was Christmas, the year you got me a bottle of Johnny, you and Renee got me a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. Yes, sir, we did. You said, and I quote, now I know you're riding your bike home, so you got to make sure you don't fall or you... <laughs> we, we, all, we always try, we always try to, to make sure that you're safe because we know your track record. And I, and I appreciate that about you. I really do. And I appreciated the gift, but I took it home. I rode my bike home. No, no problems, no issues. I got home. I went inside, took it out of my backpack. I went to open it and I pulled at the plastic and the <laughs> one way and the plastic went the other. And I heard on the ground. And I think I shed a couple of tears and I picked it back up. And I, I spent a little bit of time thinking, maybe I'll just lick up the, <laughs> despite the fact that there are shards of glass in it. It can't be that bad. you know. I mean, it's still Johnny Walker Blue. It's just Johnny Walker Blue with shards of glass in it. Can't be that bad. Can't be. Oh, that day still pains me. It brings so much pain to my heart. Let me tell you. But, uh, but hey, yeah, it's we'll what... we'll sit down over a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue and and, and then we'll discuss it one time. <laughs> That's good to me. All right, cool. I'll, I'll I'll open it. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna put you in charge of the open. I'll, I'll open it. I'll open it. The drink. That is all you. Mm. Uh, Nice man. Okay, I, I'm gonna get out of here. I gotta get. I gotta get rolling on some stuff today. I gotta. Pack. Right, cool. I, as soon as I have that information, I'll send it over to you, and we'll be all good. All right. Sounds good. All right. I'll talk to you. Be good, buddy. Are right, you too? Too late, freedom of guns. Too late, freedom of guns. Make America great again. again.